My name is Matthew Becker. I'm a husband, a level one CrossFit trainer, a CrossFit affiliate owner, personal trainer, Olympic lifting coach, lawyer, blogger, employer, mentor. Oh, and I own a retired racing greyhound. I have a lot on my plate and I got to keep moving forward. In business, they say if you aren't growing, you are dying. So to keep moving forward, I have to improve by 1% every day. It's called the aggregation of marginal gains. It requires me to optimize my life as much as possible. On the Stronger Revolution podcast, I share strategies with you so that you can improve your life by 1% every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Stronger Revolution podcast, episode number two. Now, I know in episode number one, I said that I was going to try to release an episode about every month. However, after releasing episode one, I started to get some feedback, and one of those requests was that I release episodes, a little bit shorter episodes, a little bit faster. So I'm going to attempt this every two weeks We'll see what happens. I'm going to try to give you guys some faster content on a more regular basis. In episode one, we talked about the aggregation of marginal gains, the idea of improving our life by 1% every day. So what we're going to do now is we're going to start to work through a system of integrating this into our lives. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to break down um, why we're doing it, how we're going to do it, and then work on structuring different parts of your life so that it's really easy to see what you want to improve, how you're going to improve it, and then being able to track whether or not those improvements actually took place. So before we do that, I leave a question open after episode one. And that question is, how extreme do I need to be committed to this program in order to actually see improvements to my life? Okay. I mean, we're talking about like 1% improvements every day, but we could take this to the extreme, right? We could maximize and systemize our lives so much that we have every minute of every day scheduled down to that minute, right? We have every meal planned out so much that we're prep cooking one time on Sunday. And then all we got to do is go pick Tupperware containers out of our refrigerator. And we're eating the same quantity of the same thing every day for every meal, right? We can get that extreme. However, a lot of people don't want to get that extreme. And so I'm I'm set with the next question of, does that mean I can't participate in the program and I can't uh, improve my life by 1% every day? And the answer is not at all, okay? That's not at all what that means. What we're going to talk about in today's episode is how you decide how committed you're going to be to this program, right? And how you become comfortable with that level of commitment. So I take it back to the first time that I took the level one CrossFit trainer course And in that course, you learn about the sickness, wellness, fitness arc, right? If you can imagine this, it's sort of like a bell curve. It starts on the left and arcs up and over and down to the right. It's just sort of a a nice smooth arc. Um, And it's a theoretical 
uh, illustration in which we can take any idea, any um, measurable value from fitness, and we can put it somewhere along this arc so we can tell if the person that we're talking with or ourselves, if we are sick, fit, or I'm sorry, sick, well, or fit, right? So let's put, let's just use some examples. What can we put on this arc, right? We could put blood pressure, body fat, bone density, body weight, muscle mass, triglycerides, higher low cholesterol, heart rate, all right, your deadlift weight, your back squat weight, anything like that. And we could say, depending on what the value is, you fall somewhere on this arc, right? Let's use body weight as a really specific example. No, I'm sorry, not body weight, body fat, right? Let's say body fat percent. A person comes in with 40% body fat, right? We're probably going to say they're, they're over toward the left side of this arc in the sickness realm, right? Somebody else walks in and they've got 25% body fat. We're going to move them more toward the middle and toward the, the wellness. Um, and then somebody comes in and they've got like 10% body fat and they've got that 10% body fat, not because they've got some kind of medical condition or they're bulimic or anorexic or something like that, but because they're so fit and they've got their diet, diet dialed in so much that they just have 10% body fat. That person we're probably going to put over toward the right side of the arc in the fitness side. All right. So by CrossFit's definition and looking at this as one measure, theoretical measure of somebody's level of fitness, CrossFit would say, he who is fittest has the most markers toward the fit side of this arc. Okay. He has taken all of these different measurable aspects of fitness and he has improved them so much that they're over toward the fit side on this arc. Now, over the years, I've looked at this illustration and I've started to apply it to other things, right? Not just things that you would, you would find in fitness, but any aspect of our lives. And I believe that you can apply this arc to basically illustrate anybody's level of commitment to a particular program, right? Now, let me give you an example. Oftentimes when I'm dealing with clients, a lot of my clients want to talk about diet. Wonderful subject, really easy, very impactful in our life. But I'll get clients that come to me and they say things like, well, tell me how strict I should be with the quality of food that I eat. You know, like, do I really need to buy the organic stuff? Or is the stuff in the regular part of the grocery store, is that okay? Okay. Now, in an ideal world, I tell them you would grow everything that you eat. So that way, you know exactly what goes into it. You know what chemicals you may or may not be spraying on it. You know when it's ripe. You know the process of picking it from the plant and bringing it in and storing it. You know that your meat isn't being frozen twice. Right? You know how it's being cleaned and what chemicals maybe may or may not be sprayed on it, pesticides, etc., right? So you have a full picture of exactly what it is that you're eating. And this is sort of the ideal, right? But you can never expect anybody to actually reach that ideal. It's not practical, especially in today's society, unless you're a farmer and then great, right? You've got all those resources to you, but do I expect my neighbor to have a cow in their backyard that they might slaughter one time a year? So they have fresh beef. No. All right. So instead 
I tell my clients that there is a range on everything that they eat. All right, if you go to a fast food restaurant and you order a burger, that meat, I think we would all agree, is over toward the sickness part of this arc. Then you go to the grocery store, though, and you buy a burger. Uh, maybe you even go to the organic section at the grocery store and you buy the burger. And we would move that more over toward the wellness, okay? But then you go to a, uh, a farmer and you meet the cow and you see on the farm how they butcher things and how they clean everything and what they feed the cow, etc. And you buy that cow and it gets slaughtered and they send you the meat and you make a burger out of that meat. That's going to be over on fit. And so short of me telling a client exactly what it is that they need to be eating, I tell the client, you need to make the decision about the quality of food that you want to eat, that you can afford, that you can sustain, and that's where you fall on the arc. And as long as you're comfortable with that, two thumbs up, you're good to go. We're making progress. You've improved, most likely, on the decisions that you were making before, so we've improved by 1%. Awesome. This also goes along with a principle that uh, a well-known person in the CrossFit community names Christmas Abbott. She once said, and this isn't an exact quote, but she once said, the best diet is the one that you will stick to, right? And so I apply the, uh, this sickness wellness arc and say, the best program is the one that you will stick to. And in order to figure out what the best program is for you is where you are comfortable on this arc, So how does this apply to the aggregation of marginal gains? Well, you have to decide how committed you are to 1% improvements every day. And we could apply this to your diet. We could apply this to your sleep. We could apply this to planning out what you're going to wear every week, the pillow that you sleep on, et cetera, okay? And you then have to decide how committed you want to be to that. Let's let's look at what we want to wear every week, okay? On the left side, not sick, but on the left side would be the person who stands in front of their closet every morning for 30 minutes trying to pick out what they're going to wear, right? Not very optimized, wasting a lot of time. The person in the middle might be somebody who has a general idea, plans it out maybe throughout the day, starts thinking about it when they wake up in the morning, knows what they're going to wear, maybe picks it out the night before, so they're not wasting a whole lot of time on it. The super optimized person is going to spend time on Sunday picking out every outfit for the week, lining it up so there is absolutely no guessing game in the middle of the week. They just go in, they pick out the next outfit, they get dressed, they go to work, they come home. Next day, next outfit. Your choice is to decide where you fall in that particular instance. How about the pillow that we sleep on, right? The guy who, who really sort of created this idea of the aggregation of marginal gains, one of the things that he did when he was improving the lives of his cyclists was he changed the pillows that they were sleeping on. You could probably spend $50 today on a new pillow, and it might improve your sleep. You could spend $100 today on a pillow, and it would probably improve your sleep. You could spend $300 today on a pillow, and hopefully for $300, it would improve your sleep. 
You have to be comfortable on your level of commitment. Doesn't mean you're not improving your life and doesn't mean you're not improving your life by 1%. You have to be comfortable with the level of commitment you pick. And in the future, you can always come back and change it. Just because you've improved one aspect of your life by 1% doesn't mean the change is done, right? You'll come back and you can then come up with better ways to optimize that. You make one change in your diet. I've improved at 1%. Fantastic. That becomes a regular thing. And six months later, I come up with another way to improve my diet. That's another 1%. So just because you improve something once at a certain level on that arc doesn't mean you can't improve on that again in the future. So I want you guys to think about this over the next week or so until we get another episode out and think about how committed to the program you want to be. And it's going to change for everything that we talk about. Because next time what we're going to do is we're going to start to talk about our core values and purpose. Because if we don't know why we're doing something, then it's really hard to stick to a program over the long term. I'm going to leave you guys with another brief passage this week. This is from a book called The Obstacle is the Way. It's by Ryan Holiday. It's very stoic. Uh, thing. It's, it's a book that I would recommend that just about anybody read about overcoming various adversities that you're going to run into in your life. And it just, this passage seems rather applicable to the aggregation of marginal gains. And bear with me, it's a couple sentences, but Ryan Holiday in the book here, uh, he says, Part of the reason why a certain skill often seems so effortless for great masters is not just because they've mastered the process. They really are doing less than the rest of us who don't know any better. They choose to exert only calculated force where it will be effective, rather than straining and struggling with pointless attrition tactics. And so I like this passage because it's a good reminder that what we are trying to do in this program is exert calculated force only in the areas of our life where it will be effective. Think about that, guys. Thank you for listening. I will talk to you next time on The Stronger Revolution.